Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Message today. I'm excited to preach this message today. Um, probably the most exciting message that I've preached over these four uh, preview services. I have been doing a series called um, Battle of the Mind. And I, I really feel like each of us have a struggle that we face. And sometimes the hardest struggle that we face is realizing that God is enough. We, uh, one of the topics that I talked about was setting boundaries. Yeah, we struggle with setting boundaries. We, we struggle with setting boundaries for our time, setting boundaries for um, taking care of ourselves and things like that. Um, one of the other struggles that we, we face sometimes is, is being in darkness. And that's hard too, but sometimes the hardest thing that we, can, that, that we say is God is enough. I, I, I've struggled with it in, in the past where I have to realize that God is enough. And if you want to look in your scriptures, um, they're listed in there underneath the sermon side of the thing. And it says, John chapter 2, 1 through 7, it says, And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Now I'm trying to make this a Christmas message. And this message just excites me. It really does because it's taken me a long time to realize that God is enough in my life. That God is all that I have ever needed, that I, all that I had ever wanted, but so many times my fleshly desires, my desires are what took precedence. And so here we see, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto the him, they have no wine. Many of us have been in that place before, where we have nothing left to give, where we have nothing left to pour out, we have nothing left to give to someone else, and they want more. We have nothing left to give in our relationships. We have nothing left, but they want more. And Jesus says unto her, woman, what have I to do with you? Don't ever talk to your wife. Don't ever talk to your, your mother like that. <laughs> it does not go well. Like I can imagine Mary being like, well, he is king of kings and lord of lords. I'm not going to kick his teeth out. This time I'm going to let it slide. And she continues on. He continues on, my hour is not yet come. And his mother goes on and says unto the servants, whosoever, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Sometimes when Jesus speaks into our lives, we question and we don't do what God wants us to do. And I can share a whole lot of stories just about coming to Detroit Lakes. Um, three years it took me and my wife um, to come to the realization that God was calling us here to start a church. And sometimes we get asked the question, well, why Detroit Lake? I don't know. Well, why now? Why, why the way that we did? I don't know. 
It's just what I felt God was urging me to do, to do. And one thing that I have learned is when God begins to deal with you, you will be unhappy until you answer the call that God has for you. And so some more goes on. His mother saith unto him, unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were, there were, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece, Jesus saith unto him, he gave simple instructions, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Fill the water pots with water. My message today is God is enough. So many of us face this fear of running out, being on empty. We go to work every day. We toil and sweat and yet God wants more of us God calls us deeper in a relationship with him one of the things that I have uh, learned this year in a term um, I uh, I took some different classes for marketing I um, I sell pet products like on, on as a little side business to my other things and uh, it, it turned out just to be um, just a small thing, Chewy.com. Uh, I ship them to them, and Chewy sells them for me. Uh, it's kind of cool. But one of the things I learned in one of my marketing classes was this term, and it's an acronym called uh, FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. And so I looked up the definition of what that means, and it's a state of mental or emotional strain caused by the fear of missing out. Now, many of you may not relate to this in any way, but I understand the concept, and probably you do too. The fear of missing out is uh, kind of like Christmas stories. Parents go out to try and find that hot new toy and looking for what their kid wants, and they're afraid that they're going to miss out on that hot new item. And manufacturers know this, and so they create a limited supply so that they can create panic in parents, so that they can create this fear of running out and the same thing in culture today it, it, it doesn't just apply just to the christmas toys it, it applies to everything in our life our relationships i'm afraid of running out i'm afraid that i may not have a relationship i may i'm afraid that i, I that, that uh that my relationship with my, my, my wife might be on the rocks or my relationship with my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whatever it may be today. You, you fear in your relationships. You fear in, in what God is trying to do in your life. And I can tell you from experience that I have had so much fear in my life. And sometimes it's hard to get up and preach to not have fear. Don't have fear. But John 10.10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The world would create a false urgency for you, trying to grab your attention and ultimately stealing your attention away from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You see, the world would love to distract you from what really matters this holiday season, this, this Christmas time. And, you know what, I, we can argue the, and, and we can state the facts of, you know, this and that or this and that. And we can argue and fight against each other or we can look and say, you know what, I'm going to celebrate the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know what, just don't do it one time a year though. 
Don't let Christmas be the only time that you worship God. Don't let Christmas be the only time that you, that you serve him. Let it be a lifelong thing. Let it be something that you do daily. I rejoice that God came to this earth so that I could be saved every day, not just on Christmas Day. And so the world would create this false urgency for you to try and distract you, to try and pull you away. Look at media. Look at everything that's going on in our world today. It does nothing but take away from the glory of God. Because God is so great. God is so beautiful. But so many times we trap ourselves in negativity. We trap ourselves into everything that is going wrong versus everything that's gone right. And we have this fear of running dry, just like on that day that Jesus said, or that Mary's, uh, Jesus's mother Mary said, we have no wine. They run dry. But Jesus says, fill the water pots with water. And he works a miracle so that when the governor takes the drink the governor of the feast takes the drink of the water. It's not water anymore, it's wine. And the governor's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You saved the best for last. No one does that. No one saves the best for last. But when Jesus is involved, when God is involved, the best is always being poured out in our lives when God is involved in our life. So I would encourage you to say, God, I want you to be involved in my life. God, I want you to take me to a place that I've never been before. God, I feel dry in my life. I just need a drink of that water, God. I just need a drink of your water, God. I just need that, that swell to spring up in me so that I can have living water in my life. So what have you been looking for? Who have you been looking to? I've been to counselors before, trying to take care of my mind. And it's good. It helped me. I'm thankful for it. But I looked at the medical bill. I, when I was seven years old, I had cancer. And uh, completely changed my life, even to this day. <clears throat> but God touched me. When I was seven years old, I had this big lump on my neck. It was like the size of a softball. And I remember my parents taking me to church and me being prayed for. And we went into surgery the next day. And I don't remember the story. I just have to go on what my mom and dad told me. But the doctor said that this tumor just kind of fell apart in the doctor's hands as, it, as they opened it up. And then they went ahead and put me through chemotherapy, put me through seven months of high radiation, or not radiation, but chemotherapy and, and high doses of it. And it was so detrimental to my body. And it ended up changing me to the point where I was no longer able to have kids. But still to this day, I'm thankful that God changed. My microphone started working. Look at that. <laughs> Halfway through the message. Thanks. <laughs> this is working just fine. <laughs> but halfway, but, but, but 
through that, I went through seven months of chemotherapy and this high dose of uh, chemotherapy. Um, and it changed me to the point where I wasn't able to have kids. And so I went through major depression later on in life, like a few years ago. And this scripture here stands out to me. For unto us a child is born, Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Even in the moment that it's not feeling good, his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The perfect counselor. The perfect one that I can go to. He can touch my mind. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. You see, later on, just a few years later after that, my dad passed away at age 15. And, and, and all these moments, I didn't know God was enough. I looked to different things. I ended up getting trapped into drugs and alcohol and so many things, looking for the answer. God, what is the answer? And I'm looking all over the place, uh, looking and I find myself in alcohol and I found myself in drugs in places that I never thought I would ever go because I could never realize that God was enough. And it was just a few short years ago that I realized that the answer to my problems, the answers to the situations that I was going through was God. That he was enough, that he was wonderful in all those times that it was bad, that he was the counselor at all times, that he is the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. When the world is chaos, when everything is going nuts, God says, peace, be still, and the waters are calmed. God is that prince of peace. I want to read to you a passage of scriptures. God has always been enough, and he has always been enough for you. He's always been enough for me. But many times we looked in other places. Psalms 34, 1 through 7. It's not part of the scriptures, but it's a beautiful set of scriptures. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That goes contrary to what our thoughts are. That goes against what we think. Whenever the things are going crazy in our lives, that how do I bless the Lord at all times? How do I give him praise? at all times. How is his praise continually in my mouth when my life is full of chaos? It's by actively doing it, by saying, God, even in this moment, I worship you. God, I still love you. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together, not alone, but together. We've got to do this together. The church has got to be in one mind and one accord together, worshiping God, worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. The more that I seek him, the more that he delivers me from my fears. I have a fear of getting up in front of people. It is not my favorite thing to do. But I'll tell you what, when I begin to talk of the goodness of God, when I begin to talk about what he's done for me, I'm thankful that I get to do it. I don't have to follow God. I don't have to follow him, but I get to, and I'm so thankful that I get to. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of his troubles. 
we sit here today, and I know that there's people that have troubles in here. Because if I do, more than likely there's others. But we've got to be that poor man, that humbled man that cries to the Lord. God, hear me. God, I need you to hear me. I need you to deliver me out of all of my troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. God, wherever I walk, let me claim it for your glory. God, I want angels to encamp round about me. God, I want angels to encamp round about this city. God, I want angels to encamp round about the people that are sitting here today. It says it in God's word. That means we should pray it, that we should believe it. God's word is truth. It's all truth, and we've got to believe that, and we've got to pray God's word. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angels of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth him. And this final scripture Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I'm thankful that I found God when I did. I was at my rock bottom lowest that I could go. It was probably one of the scariest places that I'd ever been myself and for my family. I remember getting a phone call from my sister and uh, one of her friends had seen me out drinking and my sister calls me up. I don't remember that night, but she calls me up and tells me she knew. She was crying on the phone, begging me to not continue down that path. But I continued on and I just said, oh no, I'm sorry, I won't ever do this again. But I continued on this path and it led me into drugs and there was a night that I had a needle in my arm. And I remember seeing my life just flash before me and waking up and going, if I don't stop, I'm And in that moment, it changed me, but it was a process that God began to work in me. That was a long time ago. But I'm so thankful that I came to the realization that God was the answer. That he could take the addiction away, that he could take those things, those hurts and those pains away that I tried to cover up and mask. All because he came and died on a cross for me. This is the Christmas message that I have. I'm thankful that I'm here today. I'm thankful that God brought me this far. Because without him, I know I wouldn't have made it. A little bit about me. One, I don't preach for very long. Two, I strongly believe that after every message, there should be a time of prayer. Just so that we can let what was preached sink in. God, be the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I believe that we've got to take a moment after every message, just God, be that for me. God, call me to a deeper place in you. 
I truly believe that God wants to take each and every one of us to a deeper place in him. And I just want to play a song. And it's just a track. And I just want us to just to take a few moments and pray and seek God. Jesus, God, we praise you, God. God, I praise you. I pray that you would move in this place right now, God. God, that your presence would settle, God. That you would touch in Jesus' name. God, I worship you. 